turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. And welcome to another wonderful episode of Saturday Morning Obscurities. On this show, we look back on old kids shows that you feel like only you remember. Today, we're going to be talking about Where's Wally, in parentheses, Waldo. Uh, But first, we have our first segment of the show, What's New Scooby-Doo, where we talk about any new uh, shows or media that we've been enjoying. Mel, what's new Scooby-Doo with you? I just got a trial of Apple TV Plus, and I've been exploring yes. some of the programming there. Have you had access to Apple TV Plus before? Only at, like, uh, someone I was dating's house. Okay. Like, very, very, very briefly. Can I make a recommendation? It, y- yes. Uh, Wolf Walkers, I think, is only on Apple TV. It we is... have watched that, yeah. Yeah, that is the third in the Irish folklore uh, kind of like G Kids movies. Um, really, really good. And unfortunately, releases only after theaters, only to either uh, Apple TV or in a three pack with the other Irish folklore trilogy. Mm. You can't, you can't buy it separately. Oh, only those two options. So oh. yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy that trilogy eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I have been watching a show, a new show on there, currently airing as we record now, called Severance. And this is oh, a sh- yes. this is a show about a company where certain employees uh, in, in a certain department can have can undergo this severance procedure where when they enter their basement office, they lose all memory and all sense of identity for who they are outside of the office. They know nothing but their job. And then when they get back up that elevator, go back up to the main floor, out to the parking lot, then they lose all memory of their job. So their brain is divided in oh. half for work life and home life. So they it's know not they have... like a, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a being John Malkovich situation. Someone's not taking control of you on no. both sides. It's you both sides. Yeah, yeah. But you, okay. when you go down in that office, you're starting fresh. You have no memories you know what things are like, you know what a mother is, but you don't know who your mother is. You don't know anything but the job. And there's scenes of them wondering, like, like they, these are, they're called innies and the people who like live their lives and signed up for their jobs and go home at night, they're called outies. They're like, what do you think your outie does when you go home? Who are you outside of this job? And they're like, I don't know, man, I'm just here to crunch numbers. How does your Audi know to go become an any? Well, uh, you know you have a job. Like, <laughs> okay, you you sign up to work for this company. You get hired. You agree to undergo this procedure. You know you're supposed to go to the, your office every day at this time and go down the elevator and you know trade out all your personal items like your phone and your outside ID card and then you get your inside ID card go down the elevator, go to work, and then you forget everything that isn't your life at this company. Wow. Yeah, so... so... Would you do it? (laughs) I would not, but I think it's a really interesting question for a series. Like, what if work didn't take over your life, and what if life didn't take over your work? Like, our main character, 
his wife died recently, and that's why he took this job, so that eight hours a day he wouldn't have to think about his dead wife. And then he goes home, yeah. and like you don't have to think about work anymore. You because you don't know what work is. You don't know what work means. But then even when you are down there in that office, they're just sorting numbers. And they're like, we don't know what these numbers represent. We don't truly know what our job is here. That's part of why they undergo this procedure. Like their job is so top secret, like they can't know what it is. So it's a mystery show uh, about them trying to figure out what is the nature of this company? What is the nature of what we do? Is something being hidden from us? And in their office, they go to, it's miles of plain white hallways. There's so much footage of people just walking for a long time in this show. And I really love it. And like, they're so separated from every other department down there. You have to walk down corridor after corridor after corridor before you run into another person. And there's lore about, you know, the optics and design department, they, they had a coup against all the other departments years ago, and that's why we're all separated now. Don't trust that guy from optics and design. He's going to attack you. Wow. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> I, it's thrilling. I, I love the liminal space office. I love the cast. There's a, a delightful romance subplot between John Turturro and Christopher Walken. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm digging oh, that's, it. That's cool. How 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 long is it? How much is there? I think six or seven episodes have come out so far, and right. I don't so, know. So, I don't know how many it's going to be. I know I'm just supposed to turn on Apple TV Plus every Thursday, and I'll get another <laughs> one. I don't know where I am when I'm watching the show, but when I turn it off, I know I need to watch more. <laughs> right. Interesting. That's fun. Fun new series. Uh, speaking of fun new series, I took a chance on an anime. Oh. Uh, it's called My Dress Up Darling. And, <laughs> I, yeah, based on the title, for the longest time, I'm like, okay, this is like a fan service anime. I'm, I'm probably not going to enjoy this. I'll, I'll leave this alone. I don't need to watch this. Um, but I kept seeing, like, screenshots and, like, TikToks of it. And I'm like, you know... I I think one night I was just eating dinner and I'm like I don't know what else to watch I just finished something mm-hmm. I'll start I'll start this I can at least enjoy most first episode first episodes of shows uh, just because I like origin stories so I'll have a okay time regardless um, and I just kind of like fell in love with this show ah. um, the concept is like there's this these high schoolers um, one is this very awkward kid named Gojo who is has an incredible niche interest in uh, Hema dolls, Hema dolls. Yes. Uh, which are like, yeah, do you know what Hema dolls? Those are the ones from that episode of Pokemon. Which episode? The princess versus princess where Jesse and Misty are both trying to win this set of dolls. Oh yeah. Maybe that is what that is. Uh, yeah. They're like ceremonial dolls for like anniversaries yes. and special occasions. Yeah. Uh, but they have highly detailed like faces and like hair and clothes. Uh, and so this kid like grew up like living with his grandpa, his grandpa, who is an expert Hina doll maker, just making Hina dolls. And like, that's all he does with his time. And he doesn't talk to anyone at school. Cause what's he going to say? I make <laughs> dolls for the rest of my time when I'm not at school. Oh, 
And so he just doesn't have, like, have any friends until uh, someone walks into his life, which is a popular girl at school who uh, they both kind of, like, run into each other in, like, the arts and crafts room where he's, like, using the sewing machine for something. And she's like, oh, I, uh, ooh, I wasn't expecting to run into anyone else here. <laughs> I'm trying to get into cosplay. Uh, and he looks at her cosplay and gives her a lot of serious notes. And she's like, okay, help me. You do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, whatever you need, I'll, I'll give you. Really want to be this character. Uh, and it's really sweet because she's very, like, you should stand up for yourself. Like, don't, uh, like, these guys made you clean up the room by yourself. Stand up for yourself. Uh, and it's just very, like, teaching him, like, good, like, moral lessons. And also, like, about cosplay and about the world outside of Hina dolls. Nice. Uh, and it's it's just, uh, like, a nice little romance anime. Like, I wasn't expecting to get into this. There is some fan service in there. Um, but, you know, beyond, like, I think episode two is mostly fan service. And, like, they're isolated incidents. It's not the whole mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so beyond that, like, it's it's pretty fun. And, like, the characters just end up getting, like, in, a, like, a really sweet kind of, like, will they, won't they? And it's, it's very good. Good. Have you ever seen Wotakoi, Love is Hard for Otaku? Uh, I remember the name. I think I can picture the title, like, like the a- animated title. Uh, no, what is it? It is about this woman who is... Don't otaku. I think she specifically writes and draws a lot of boys love manga. And she's mm. had a ton of boyfriends break up with her because they can't handle like how much into her fandoms she is. And she's starting a new office job and she's like, I'm tired of being alone. I'm going to completely hide my interests from everybody. Like they're not going to know how much of a nerd I am about this. I'm going to start fresh here. I'll get a boyfriend here. And then she runs into one of her new coworkers is an old friend of hers from like middle school who's super into video games. And they used to hang out and like share all these interests with each other. And she's like, oh no, he's going to tell my secret. (laughs) He's going to tell everybody what a big nerd I am. And he's like, no, I'm not going to tell everybody your secret. You know, like whatever you're into, like be into what you're into and like tell people about it, what you do or don't want to tell them. He's like, if you're so worried about having a boyfriend, he's like, do you want to date me? <laughs> Less in a flirtatious oh. way and more of like a, isn't it just practical if we date each other, if we already know everything that the other person is into? So they're just sort yeah. of dating for convenience reasons and and kind of starting to fall for each other. And then they find that yeah. uh, two of their managers at work are a couple and like the lady's super into cosplay. She's like a cosplay star and her boyfriend's got some other otaku passion of his. And they're like, Oh look, they make it work. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, that reminds me, there's a manga called, uh, BL metamorphosis standing Mm. for boys love the manga metamorphosis. It's so cute. It's this manga about this bookseller, uh, like sells a bl manga to this little old lady that comes in uh like i don't remember if it's like on accident or if like the old lady asked for it like and it's like oh what a weird situation but she comes back the next day and it's like i love this the boys are so sweet to each other this is so nice uh and so like this bookseller and this grandma like start reading tons of bl and like talking to each other about it and it's just like a really sweet friendship that is nice 
Yeah. Yeah, I need to get into that. I keep seeing it at the store. Oh. Yeah. Anime and manga. It can... Everything's good. It's all It's all good stuff. Yeah. Most of it. Most of it's good stuff. Um, yeah. Enough about anime. <laughs> let's Let's talk about Where's Waldo? Where is he? Where is he? We're gonna today on today's episode. We're gonna be hunting down a man <laughs> named Waldo. Come with us, won't you? Uh, yeah. So this was my pick. This is the 1991 animated series. Uh, Where's Wally? Everywhere else, and in the UK. Uh, or no, not even the UK. In the and I think just in Canada and America, he's called Where's Waldo. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is based on the famous Where's Waldo books. Uh, they were, you know, were popular from, I think it couldn't have been during 1991. I think it's probably in the eighties, maybe late eighties. Um, the, the books became popular, the popular seek and finds when you find Waldo, who is this little, like, he's, it's very, he's very easy to depict. He's got brown shoes, blue pants, a white and red striped shirt and white and striped striped beanie. And he's Waldo. He's he's glasses. He's a very intense he's, chin. Uh, and he looks happy he to be there wherever he is. Yeah, he is permanently happy to be there wherever, <laughs> wherever you find yourself. He's a permanent happy disposition. I really like that about him. Uh, but yeah, beyond Waldo, there's a cast of characters. There's Wolf, which is uh, a dog wearing the same clothes. Uh, uh, there is Wizard Whitebeard, who is just kind of like your classic Arthurian wizard. Uh, there is a female Waldo called Winda, <laughs> who wears the same clothes. Yeah. Uh, she also has like a thing of twin sister named Wilma mm-hmm. in some of the lore. And then there's Nega Waldo. Uh, Wa Waldo. Called... <laughs> what did you say? Wa Waldo. Wa Waldo. <laughs> there's Wa Waldo. Uh, <laughs> The Waldo's character is Oddlaw, which is Waldo spelled backwards. This is something um, I was puzzled about, given that yes. he's Wally in so many parts of the world, but and Oddlaw, Waldo spelled backwards, he's still Waldo spelled backwards regardless of whether or not Waldo is Waldo. That's a good point. I hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Is where's the characters? No, yeah, he's still called Oddlaw yeah. in the books. That's so weird. Maybe they first started being ported over to uh, America first. Weird, uh, but yeah, I, I, he, in the shows, in the episodes we watched today, we don't hear his name until the second episode. So I've been calling him Zaldo the whole time. Zaldo <laughs> uh, is good. So Zaldo's in my head, uh, but yeah, the Where's Waldo books very popular. Here's a little fun fact from the Wikipedia. As the series goes on, Wally progressively becomes harder to find, reducing his size on the page and surrounding him by more characters. In the first book, Wally was on average 0.99 square centimeters big. This was reduced to 0.80 centimeters in the second book, 0.33 centimeters in the third, and between 0.20 and 0.17 centimeters in the fourth through seventh book. Wow. So he's shrinking. They have they continue to shrink the boy to make him harder to find. <laughs> yeah, so he is everywhere else in the world. Uh he's where Wal- where's Wally, often uh given a localized name. Oh. 
uh, like somewhere like like a common name for the region. Okay. Uh, so it's so it's not always a direct translation to where's Wally somewhere else. Just like how there's so uh, many that, Waldos you run into all the time in America. That's true. One of our <laughs> most common American names. Mel, could you name a famous Waldo? Ralph Waldo Emerson. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's all I had to. Uh, but yeah, the uh, reason the American publishers of the books uh, did did a Waldo is they felt the name would not resonate with American readers. They didn't think Wally was good enough for a book. So they switched <laughs> it to where's Waldo just so it would resonate better is the only reason I could find. Did they think we had too many Wallies and they're like, no, now that name's too normal. Spice it up a little <laughs> bit. Make it Waldo. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure it's someone in marketing was like, ha, what about Waldo? <laughs> That's a, that's a boy I'd find. In college, I was in a community service fraternity, a, a co-ed fraternity. And you, mm. just like, like, like a frat in a movie, you do get a nickname when you pledge. It does operate the same in that oh. regard. And my yeah. college nickname was Waldo because I was always around, I but I never that. called attention to myself. <laughs> Did they give you Waldo related gifts and stuff? Oh, I think once or twice I got something with red and white stripes on it. I've I've got a paddle. Like <laughs> this, like I said, community service group. Lots of fine people join together simply to like help plant trees and 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 go mm. and hand out snacks at a at an elderly care facility. We did things like this, but we did still have like paddles as imagery we didn't paddle anybody with them but like you just still had them around so i do i do still Weird. have a paddle that has waldo written on it where where is this adorning your house it's in my living room it's by the tv you can see it oh, okay could you turn it into it's, like a nice <laughs> cutting board it would be worse if i had a secret paddle <laughs> you know that's fair <laughs> it's less weird for me to have it right out there in the open no it's got like the the greek letters like um also cut out from wood that are like glued on there so it's not a flat surface oh okay so you can't cut on there you would have a difficult time mm -hmm. well, that's neat they've i know i was doing research on like where's waldo like things other than books uh i couldn't find anything on well, let me just double check right now. I mean, there's... Okay, so the, yeah, there were video games for this stuff for like the Ooh. NES that I think were just like mini Where's Waldo games where it would just like, here is a picture on the screen. Now you have to move the cursor to where you think Waldo is and that's the game. Uh, but I think it like later moved on to like side scrollers and stuff like that. I love um, that there is a section here on the Wikipedia titled cereal boxes in the early 1990s Quaker life cereal in the U S carried various where's Wally scenes on the back of the boxes. I do remember those. Along with collector's cards, toys and send away prizes. Uh, this was shown in the Simpsons episode. Hello gutter. Hello fodder. Where, where Homer shouts, Waldo, where are you? After looking at the scene on a cereal box as Waldo walks by the kitchen window. I remember that. <laughs> That's 
Interesting. There's like something in here about Google Maps. Oh yeah, there's like world record yeah. attempts uh, <gasps> where people will dress uh, all in Where's Waldo attire and fill a location to like have like this is the most people in like Where's Waldo attire in this given location as a you know world record. Where's Waldo is a iconic. Wait, film. Film. Oh, hold on. In November 2011, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer and Classic Media announced that a live-action film based on the Where's Wally series is in development. Screenwriter Tom Berger has been hired to write the story for the film, which was slated to be released uh, in 2015. (laughs) Uh, And in 2016, Deadline reported that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were in talks to produce the film. Uh... So, da, 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 nothing else about that. <laughs> it didn't happen, I don't well, think. Well, it didn't happen yet. Never give up on a dream. I learned that after waiting 20 yeah. years for the Artemis Fowl movie. That's fair. Did you watch it? I, I, I watched it and I did have a time. It's not the best movie, but I'm happy it exists at all. <laughs> and that project just didn't die in development hell. It got made. Kenneth Branagh made it. It did get happened. Uh, let's talk about the facts of the show we're watching. Um, so the version we watched is Where's Wally? Uh, it was created by Martin Hanford, who is the same creator of the books. Um, there were 13 total episodes. It only ran for a season. There, uh, it was released in like September of 1991 and ran until like December. It Country of Origin was... USA, Canada, and the UK, and then, you know, uh, streamed everywhere. Well, not streamed. Syndicated everywhere else. Let's see. Production companies were Cy Young Animation Company Limited, the Waldo Film Company, uh, our good friends Deke Enterprises, and uh, HIT Communications PLC. Original channel was CBS Here and ITV in the UK. Uh, Adaptations? Wouldn't when you know it. Books. <laughs> Weird. Weird take. I, if it works for you, I guess. Uh, no, there were there were books like made up based on some of the episodes that we see, um, and as well as as far as popular voice actors go, there's like a a good handful. I mean, this is a 1991 show. Uh, you have a lot of popular voice actors in individual episodes, like uh, Frank Welker, Maurice Lamarche, uh, Rob Paulson. Uh, lots of uh, Jeff Bennett, lots of people. Uh, standbys. Uh, Waldo is played by Townsend Coleman, who you may know as Michelangelo from the animated uh, Team and T, and as the Tick for uh, oh. years in the animated show. Uh, Jim Cummings is the narrator. Jim Cummings is uh, very famous. I won't even dignify you not knowing him with yeah. the response. Uh, <laughs> Wizard Whitebeard, I thought for sure this was like an early John DiMaggio yes! role. No, he's played by Brad I also Garrett thought I heard some from, DiMaggio uh, in there. Yeah, but yeah, that's Brad Garrett from uh, Everybody yes! Loves Raymond. And from a lot of Many other things. From, from the Jimmy John's movies. <laughs> shows up in a lot of Pixar movies, Brad Garrett. Yeah, and uh, Oddlaw is played by Julian Holloway. Who uh, you might know most as Death from Ring, <laughs> uh, but he's been an actor for for many years. You might know best as Death. 
which which is kind of cruel because he because he is an oh. older gentleman. Um, but yeah, those are the actors, and that's all the facts. Let's watch the intro. This is we? wild. Uh, I don't know if I can prepare anybody yeah. <laughs> for this. What this intro sounds like. Yeah, I even double checked <laughs> what the like. This is the one for Where's Wally, and I double checked like maybe the Where's Waldo one is different. Nope, same premise. They just say it, say Waldo instead. Um, so yeah, I'm not even going to warn you. So it is about. I'm going to have to stop it because it's in the middle of the episode. It's about a minute long. And I'm going to play it underneath us as a bed. And I'm going to hit play in three, two, one, play. It's a little quiet at first, and then the bass and drums yeah. kick in. Hit it. <laughs> Where's Wiley? It's so quiet, and then it's so funky. And I still can't handle that transition. Yeah. Where's Wally? Where's Wally in the tree? Where's Wally? Where's Wally? Did you say I'm home? A lot of odd lock mm-hmm. hijacks. A ghost. Where is Wally? Where is Wally? Love those mummies. Yeah. My favorite part is the ending. Where's Wally? Where's Wally? There he is. There he is. <laughs> I'm happy that the theme song had a conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, that is the intro. It's yeah, it's very like jazzy. Uh, the uh, person that produced this also does a lot of cartoon animated intros. I couldn't find if he actually did the voice or not. Uh, but yeah, you could you could find this uh, producer doing a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Michael Tavera, that's his name. Yeah, countless animations is what it reminds me of the offbeats. Do you want do you want me to check? You don't have to. I just want to say that. I feel like if I don't mention the offbeats every once in a while, it'll be forgotten like in the movie Coco. That's that is how that works. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of old shows. They did the pilot for uh Invader Zim, which yeah. is kind of weird. Uh House of House of Mouse, Richie Rich, Lilo Sticks a series on first new school. Yin Yang Yo. Yeah. But yeah, that is all of the facts we have. Uh, and now we are left to present you with the episodes we watched. We watched two episodes. I didn't get the exact numbers on these, but the first one is called My Lang, and the second one is called Ahead of the Future. Yeah, it's spelled A, capital A, capital H, E A E A D, like regular lowercase E A D. And I thought for sure this would be about like a a, a Futurama yeah. head in a glass jar kind of thing. And it wasn't. Everybody's we'll, we'll heads were on their bodies. Uh, <laughs> bummer. My my notes for this were strangely yes. long. I was expecting like, okay, like kids show, this should be pretty easy to take notes. But there's like a lot packed into these episodes. They're dense. Uh, not just because not just because of like each show, each episode features two where's waldo where's wally like 
find him in this scene, like, events. But yeah, there's just a lot of, like, chase sequences and stuff like that, a lot of details, a lot of, like, really nice little qu- quiet yeah, jokes that are very good. Yeah, this is a funny show. <laughs> it's full of gags. I wrote down yeah. a lot of quotes from the narrator. The narrator is gold. And some of my notes just say, MOMMY! Yeah. In all capital letters. <laughs> I, I the love them. Too. I love that they just have dots for eyes. <laughs> I make hot dog mummies yeah. every Halloween, and these are mummies that look like hot dogs. <laughs> this just the little bits <laughs> of skin you see through the bandages, smooth, featureless, like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, these weren't hot dogs. They were mummies. Yeah, where's the? Yeah, I don't. We weren't there. Know the episode where Wally goes to play into the hot dog people. <laughs> well, there's no poem to get him there, is there? So the premise of the show appears uh, to be yeah. that we go to Wally's house in like normal suburbs. Uh, the narrator says, "There's Wally's house. Let's see what he's up to," and he's doing just house stuff, and then. Wizard Whitebeard just shows up, just appears, and he's like, I don't, I don't, I forget why I'm here. I have to read you a poem and send you through the portal. And it was never clear to me, like, what, why is this Waldo's job to do? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know if, like, Wizard Whitebeard, like, owes him, like, I'm going to take you on, like, 13 fantastical journeys or. I need I need your help and Wally is Wally yeah. and will help him regardless. Uh, yeah. And then Oddlaw is also there as the antagonist of the show, but never meets Wally True. face to face. He's just constantly trying to steal the magic cane that the wizard gives him every time. Who the magic cane opens up the portals uh, and has other you know magic properties. And Oddlaw's big master plan is that he's going to take it. Uh, and break into Fort Knox and steal all the gold. That is his premise for uh, his his ant- antagonist's journey for this show. Uh, yeah, so he'll like follow like every episode. The wizard will show up and be like, "Hey, here's a poem that'll guide you to what I need you to do in this fantastical world." Waldo and Wolf will go do it, and Oddlaw will follow and try to steal the cane, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, I picked these episodes. The first episode is My Left Fang, where they go to the land of the nasty nasties. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I love that. And uh, the other episode I picked was the one where they go to, like, the, you know, what the 90s pictured the future to look like, which is always yeah. fun to look at. It's a solid future. Yeah, in My Left Fang, which I presume is named after My Left Foot, the movie where Daniel Day-Lewis can only move his left uh, foot. I don't know what that is, but I will agree with you. This is a vampire uh, adventure. This is a vampire adventure. Uh, yeah, Whitebeard says, like, hey, go meet this guy named Fang. Uh, and also, I think, is this? No, this is the episode of The Rose. He's just like, yeah, go go meet this vampire named Fang and help him out. Oh, he wants to be yes. human again. That's the thing. Uh Go help him out. And then as we're like, uh, like Waldo opens up the portal and, and him and Wolf step in and Oddloss kind of slinks in behind him. We get the narrator saying, look out in today's episode for yeah. these three things. And it gives you like more things to find during the episode. Like it says, 
a scary bat that bats homes runs, a ghost with a polka dot hat, a prisoner with extra arms. Uh, and that's it. Like, so like, that's a nice, like, not only is there like the little, where's yeah. the freeze frames that are like little timed, where's Waldo sections, you get these little like seeking vines throughout the episode. So it's like rewatchable, I guess. I found that them. ghost with the polka dot hat. I was really proud of myself. I, I didn't find the ghost. I found the scary bat that Bats Holmes runs. Uh, and I assume we meet the prisoner with extra arms. <laughs> There's more I, uh, I could have done, also, but I, should... we do also have to take notes on these. We do. I was pausing every minute to take notes. Uh, this was, these were packed. Um, uh, oh, the, it should be noted, by the way, that these were, we watched these on YouTube. The quality is yeah. not great. This was one of the first ones where, like, the audio is, like, a little garbled like i had like like estimated mm. subtitles on like the closed captioning on youtube where it's like that's probably what they're saying i had that on and uh the the video quality is kind of poor so you're already at a disadvantage in those where it's mm-hmm. quality freeze frames but beyond that uh yeah so we we end up in the the land of the nasty nasties uh zaldo immediately runs into a tree and then Wally meets this like horse-drawn carriage, and I thought they were yeah. going to be the headless horseman, but it's like a ghoul, a ghoul in like the, mm. the driver's seat, and it's like a, a vampire, and he later proclaims himself, "Hi, I'm the king of the vampires." Call yeah, me vampire and this king. is who uh, Waldo is there to find, I think, but but he doesn't realize that's who who he's looking for at first because he's got one of those tall vampire collars, hides his fangs. Waldo doesn't know he's talking to a vampire. I don't. I don't think that's who he's here to find. Well, well, he ends up being uh, like the, the the foe, the MacGuffin, the thing that uh, gets things moving. Is that he has to yeah. fight? Not literally major, Dracula, yeah, but like basically player. Dracula, archetypally Dracula. They, they say Drac. They say Dracula in the episode. I don't know why they don't call him Dracula. They say Dracula. Dracula is open uh, public use, right? Yes, for a long time. time. Anybody can use Dracula. We've encountered Dracula before on the show. (laughs) We have. We can't get rid of him. Uh, But yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they don't call him Dracula, but I I do like calling him Vampire King or just King. Well, they're... Uh, But yeah, like the... While they're driving around in the carriage, a bunch of bats fly by and Waldo shouts, Bats! A phenomenon of nature. The only mammals in the world that can fly. I, I love Waldo's He's energy in this show. so upbeat. A hundred percent of the time. And he'll like make jokes that sound snarky. Like when the wizard sends him to the land of the nasty nasties. He's like, yeah, sounds like Cleveland on a good day. He's still smiling. He's, he's yeah, still happy. But yeah, like his whole like disposition is very like delighted to be there. Like big, big himbo energy, <laughs> honestly. Just like not very bright, but yes. here to help. He knows a lot of fun yeah, facts. I love Waldo. Man's full of facts. He can solve his way out yeah. of a problem. Do did Where's Waldo books have facts in them? Oh, I don't remember like, any from the books, but like you know, a bat is a mammal that can fly. That's true. <laughs> Right. He knows. He knows about bats, at least. That's, that's a phenomenon of nature. That, that's a guaranteed <laughs> phenomenon of nature. That's a guaranteed Waldo <laughs> fact. Um, 
But yeah, the 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 vampire driving kind of drives them into the the cave and the bats fly everywhere. And he says, "Come on, children, time for din din." Uh, and we see the bat that bats home runs kind of knocks another bat out of the air, and it falls into the carriage and it turns into a little vampire dude. This this guy's name is Fang. This is who Waldo was sent here to find. Fang is short, like like three foot maybe. Three, well, I guess I don't know how big Waldo is. Waldo could be so Waldo tall. seems tall. Um, Waldo's to probably taller than you are. He does seem tall. Wow. Wow. You didn't need to bring No, my I'm just saying. Like, how picture you? yourself. I picture a, myself. He's taller than me. You're taller than me, and Waldo's taller than both of us. Waldo's taller than Dad. Waldo's definitely taller than our... <laughs> Waldo's taller than our brother, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, he's he, Fang is this like short little dude who's got he's like a round head and he's got like an orange like yeah. buzz cut on uh for his hair, which is kind of like a uh, like kind of quirky. And he's like, "Oh, woe is me! I don't want to be a vampire, but no one has ever not been a vampire once they've <laughs> been one, and the only way to to unbe a vampire." is on a scroll in Dracula's castle. This is where yeah. they say Dracula. So they can't oh, say Oh, yeah. Like, the uh, castle's name is Dracula, but the guy isn't. Oh. <laughs> it's Dracula's monster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> da, 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 da. A lot of narrator gags here. Uh, oh, yeah. The... Oh, I lost my place. At I'm some point... Place. A, oh, yeah. a, a beautiful vampire woman shows up to give them a clue and she looks just like Natasha from Rocky yeah. and Bullwinkle. Yes. I, I wrote down Morticia Adams, but yeah, both. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't quite make out what she says, but she's like, here's a clue. And it sounded like the room with the tomb is behind the portrait of the children. Uh, it's Oh, it's behind the, the portrait with the chortle. I think it's the portal with the chortle is what they say in the latest. Portal with the chortle. Yeah. yeah. It's hard That's to make out. Uh, but yeah, so it's like Zaldo like writes this down because he's like nearby and heads mm. off towards the castle. Meanwhile, uh, the big bad uh, vampire Dracula, King Dracula, crawls out of uh, the. Oh, yeah. Did they like I think they fell off a cliff or something. That's right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> A they, minor detail. A minor detail. Yeah, the carriage goes off of a cliff. That's why I thought I was ahead in my notes. I'm like, does that happen? Uh, yeah, and it goes off a cliff. Waldo is saved because he catches a branch at the very last minute with the cane. Yeah. Uh, Zaldo is not as as uh, lucky and just completely falls down it down into the carriage. Um, but yeah, the uh, big King Dracula stands up and goes to bite Waldo. And then Waldo pulls out a little glass mason jar out of his pocket and says, oh, wouldn't you like to have some of Mama Wally's famous uh, garlic spaghetti? And he, and he, Mama Waldoini. <laughs> Mama Waldoini. Uh, Waldoini gonna win. And he takes a bushel of the spaghetti that just slops out of the jar. <laughs> And he swallows yeah. it, and he's got garlic breath, and he turns to, to Dracula. And he's like, all breathy, like, are you sure about that? <sighs> and spooks uh, Dracula off, and he flies off. 
Um, mm-hmm. He turns into a bat with a bow tie and then yeah. he flies away. Love to see it. Meanwhile, Oddlaw, he, he's going to go find himself a broom, a, a broomstick to fly, not mm-hmm. to clean. I think he's, he's going to go fly up and fly through the, ca- the window of Castle Dracula. And he goes to this witch to buy a broom. And when he pulls out of his pocket to try and pay for the broom, he says, all I've got is three nickels. And she says, well, take it if you throw in some of that pocket lint. Yeah. And then later he's flying away and he says, joke's on her. That's used pocket lint. Yeah. And she says, joke's on him. That broom has over 100,000 miles on it. I just turned back the bristles. (laughs) These there are good jokes in this. Like this show is funny. Yeah, there's like a lot of like very basic like low hanging fruit jokes, but they expound upon them and they're they're well timed. It's it's good, it's good humor here. Right, you know, the garlic breath classic. You don't need to see it many times, but if you're a kid seeing it for the first time, that's important. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Wally, Wolf, and Fang have made their way to Dracula's castle. And it's, it's really homey in here. It's very Castlevania. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. vel- velvety couches. Uh, and then some ghosts come out and like, kind of flitter about. Is this where the ghost with the pocket, polka dot hat was? Uh, somewhere around here, yes. Okay. Just before I wrote down, Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> That's right, they're getting like surrounded by ghosts. Uh, and, yeah, full yeah, this, monster mash. This like very pleasant kind of like a mummy comes up and is like, hey... Here's the clue that you heard earlier from Morticia and repeats it. And, and yeah, it's a portal with a chortle. And then he says, the rest of your quest is in the box with the lock. And then the mummy, mm-hmm. like the mummy, like starts to walk away and like disassembled because Waldo's standing on part of it. And yeah, then it reconstitutes itself because Wolf is barking at it and it turns into a big mummy bulldog, which is a fun power of mummies. I like that. And, yeah, uh, bandages can shape themselves into whatever bandages could be on. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Zaldo, it's, I like that. I like that it's also a bulldog, and which is interesting, and not a a type of dog that is native to Egypt, like the Saluki. Why? Oh, mummy is like they're not in Egypt. <laughs> no. <laughs> is that a Waldo fact, Mel? No, no, there's a, a university in southern Illinois where the mascot is a Saluki, which is a oh. dog that was uh, important in, in ancient Egypt and maybe recent Egypt. Maybe it's still very popular there today. <laughs> but like they got the mascot of the Saluki, I think, because the university was maybe founded like when King Tut's tomb was found and Egyptology was real big. Ah, uh, gotcha. Well, that's cool. But yeah, uh, Oddlaw makes it into the castle. He, he like loses his broom and just crawls in. And he, the bulldog mummy finds him and goes to attack him. And Zaldo is just like, help. Just like the very weakest, just like, <laughs> Yes! Just, and he gets torn to shreds by that mummy dog. Yeah, Zaldo gets the most uh, cartoon violence put on him, enacted onto him in the show. Uh, meanwhile, Wally like pulls a book on a bookcase and gets like separated, and then he meets the four armed jailer named Clyde, and it's like, "Hey, Wally, welcome to our health club." 
And then we get our first Where's Wally segment, which freezes on a busy scene of this, like, under the castle, like, gym and, like, health club, where it's all, yeah. like, would-be prisoners in, like, this dungeon, just getting fit and, and exercising. Uh, and, yeah. And they, they, I did not find Wally. I had to wait for the answer. Yeah, I I think if we had high res copies of these episodes, maybe I could find him. Maybe, but I, I don't want to presume my skill. Right. It's difficult for us to gauge our skill uh, when the picture isn't very clear. But yeah. what is clear is the narrator shouting at you. It's time for the all important. Where's Wally? Find him before it's too late. Too late for what? Don't ask. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of little jokes like that from the narrator. Uh, but yeah. And there's a little clock in the corner telling you the like 30 seconds or a minute or however long you yeah. have to find Waldo. I think it's And Waldo seconds. himself is the clock. His arms move around like on a watch. And I think that's fun. Yeah. I'm happy this is in here in our mid-episode break. Like, who's that Pokemon? Yeah, it's a nice, like, refreshing break. Like, phew, I don't have to think about anything for a while. I just gotta find this boy. Yeah. Um, so this four-armed uh, creature that they find here in the mm -hmm. castle. You said Clyde, but I think I heard Clive. I don't oh, know if it matters. It, does, it doesn't matter Maybe now. he's named after Clive Barker, the master of horror. The master of arms. Yeah. <laughs> But at one point, Clive, like, gets a hold of Oddlaw, and Oddlaw says, get your hand and your hand and your hand and your hand <laughs> off of me. I'm a yeah. very important person. I love, the jokes are good. <laughs> he doesn't change tone either. He's like, get your hand and your hand and your hand and your hand off me. <laughs> yes. uh, Oddlaw's a delight. I'm so happy you brought us Oddlaw. Yeah. He's very good. He's got he's got like a little tiny like mustache and he's got like a an up here yeah. kind of villain voice. Uh, it's, yeah, it's very good. Uh, yeah, Zaldo gets put <laughs> Zaldo Oddlaw gets put into a luxury cruncher, and we don't see <laughs> see the effects of this. He's like put into like the VIP of this health club, and the next time we see him, he's just like walking around and he's much shorter and wider, and he's got accordion sounds coming out of him. Uh, yeah yeah uh wally reunites with fang and wolf and then we get the three door game show gag where the narrator is kind of talking to them and walking them through like what's behind this door what's behind this door mm -hmm. uh, i didn't keep a track of what were behind the two doors um no the but yeah. at some point they they do find Dracula or the man living in Dracula's house <laughs> uh, sleeping in his coffin and he has the scroll rolled up under his head like a pillow. Yeah. They're like, oh no, we have to get close to this vampire to try and get the scroll to read the spell to make Fang not a vampire anymore. And he's like, it's hopeless. And then Waldo says, nothing's hopeless. It's the first rule of all humans. The second is, always buy shoes late in the day after your feet have expanded. Yeah, is that true? I believe him when he says it. <laughs> I like, how can that smile lie to me? <laughs> I mean, he walks everywhere. That's He's got to know about shoes. That's a, that's, a very, that's a very 90s fact. That's something your mom would tell you. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wally sticks his finger in his ear to think. Uh, and the narrator's like, don't worry about him. He's thinking. That's his thinking pose. <laughs> and so to get Dracula awake, what they do is they send out invitations to everyone in the land of the Nasty Nasties for a big party at Dracula's castle. And mm. they, once they come, they make such a big noise that he's like, hey, who's having a party without me? And he like leaves the room. <laughs> right. A monster mash. Yeah, exactly. He runs out of his coffin and then they're able to get the scroll. But it's And not then the there's scroll. a joke. It's, yeah, it, no scroll here, just last month's copy of Play Ghoul magazine. Yes. And it is a ghost with a pr- approximate boob shapes. <laughs> <laughs> a, a sultry spirit on it. Uh, but yeah, and then there's just like a little... I also like that... I mean, like, Play Ghoul is a takeoff on, on Play Girl, which... Mm-hmm. And, and typically the magazine for a man would be a, a Playboy. I like that it's not gendered, it's just ghoul. Yeah, Dracula's not a gender. Dracula just no. likes what he likes. Or what they like. <laughs> Neither is ghoul. Neither is ghoul, yeah. Any types of ghouls you want to see, here they are. I'm pretty sure ghoul is a word that was made up for comic books under the, what? Under the comics like Code Authority where you couldn't say certain, you couldn't say like zombie or you couldn't say like, oh, wow. like certain monster words. So they made up ghoul to get, get past that. Ta- like Tales from the Crypt invented ghouls? I don't know because nobody had crypt, rules about ghouls before. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it was Tales from the Crypt, but it was a comic book company, if I'm not mistaken. Wow! So there's a Waldo fact for you. Um, but yeah, they they find the real scroll underneath, and it's another riddle, and it says, "Get under the moon and cavort with the wart," uh, and then they're walking around in the party, like trying to figure out what this means. And Dracula is above them and puts like a little like clothespin nose pincher on and zooms down to try and capture Wally. And then Adla is also like sneaking around the party trying to get that cane. And they run into each other. And then Waldo, Fang, and uh, Wolf kind of activate a trap door on accident and slide right out of the castle. And uh, yeah, Waldo, or not Waldo, uh, Adla. I'm just going to call him Zaldo. <laughs> Zaldo works... It's almost easier to dis, dis, uh, not disenfranchise, to distinguish uh, from Waldo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they run into each other. Uh, they uh, Waldo, Fang, and Wolf make their way to where the witch was selling brooms. And yeah. they make like a bargain like, hey, do you need, know anything about a wart? Can you sell us a wart? And the witch turns Fang into a frog uh, and then a princess, just like your generic, just like very, very yeah. pretty Disney princess just kind of walks up and it's like, oh, cool, a very handsome frog and kisses it. And Fang turns into like an 80s rendition of a nerd with like a, pin- a yeah. pocket protector and the big thick glasses and the thick hair and all that. And the the princess is just like, wow, great. And they like run off together. <laughs> Uh, I liked that. I liked a lot. that too. Yeah, where he was like, "Hey, do you want to talk about like this? You know, do you want to talk about phylact? Not phylactery. What's the one that stamp collecting? Is that phylactery? Uh, flattery. Phylactery. I don't know. That's. I think that's a gym leader. Uh, 
yeah. Uh, hold on. Okay. What is it? Stamp, stamp. What is the word for stamp collecting? Where's the noun? I think phylo- Ph- Go ahead. I'm trying to, okay. American Philatelic Society. That sounds so wrong, but okay. Philatelic. That's like Philatelic. Philat, Philat, Philatelic. Philat, philatelist. You're a philatelist if you if you collect a s- stamp. Interesting. Phylactery, I think, is a lich thing. Then. Right. Yeah, that's where you hold a lich's soul. <laughs> yeah. You could hold a lich's soul in a stamp. You could. You could just mail them around the world. What a cruel world. <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 Fang now a classic '80s nerd is like, do you want to go look at these this collection I have? And the princess is like, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to. And yeah, they walk off into the distance, and then Fang's like, wait, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for Waldo. Wait, where's Waldo? And we cut to another freeze frame of the party, and we end, I think, every episode with a freeze frame where you try and find Waldo. Mm. And uh, the narrator's like, oh, there he is. End of the episode, see ya. Yeah, when the, what the narrator is telling you is, where's Waldo? Find him so we can end the show. Well, you can stick around, but I have another show to go narrate. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and that is uh, My Left Fang, first episode we watched. Uh, Next is Ahead of the Future. Yeah, Ahead of the Future. In this one... So we start... Go ahead. We start with Waldo digging around in his attic, which is how the f- previous episode started. And in that the one, opening. he pulled out a weird pair of glasses. And he, what he said was, uh, this brings back memories of King Poobah. He had seven eyes. And in this one, he points to a very, very, very big shoe. And he says, this track shoe is the very first evidence that Bigfoot had any interest in sports. Yeah. <laughs> This is like the shoe the size of a couch. It's it's like just yeah. in the middle of his room. He's like, wow, look at that. He's, I just have this in my attic. I'm Waldo. What's my job? Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, in the today's episode, we're looking for a very unusual Milky Way, identical twin robots, and flying saucers and cups. I think I only found one of these. I only found the identical twin robots. I didn't spot any of them this time. Yeah. Uh, what? So Whitebeard again just shows up. shows up, like he just appears, just walks into the attic. Hi, Waldo, it's me. He, he gives he Waldo a rose, just hands him a rose like he's tuxedo mask, and he, Wait, he reads him a poem. So Whitebeard does. He mentions something about d- dance classes, and he's like, "Look, I learned a flamenco dance," and then he just walks in a circle. <laughs> Do a dance, he might have a prop or something. He's like, look, a flamingo dance walks in a circle. <laughs> well, it's it's day one. He didn't know that before. He, today he learned a circle. <laughs> today circle. Tomorrow is gyrations. He gives maybe that's why he has a rose. It's mm. like the, the flamenco, you know, you put it in your teeth. Uh, but he hands it to Waldo, says he's gonna send him to future land, and his poem assignment is Roses are red, violets are blue. It's an age-old problem, and that's your clue. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's the whole clue. And he's like, "Great, I'm going to send you to Future Land." 
not to the year so and so, but to future land, you know. Future land. Uh so yeah, they uh Wally draws open the portal with the walking stick and Zaldo sneaks in behind him. Uh and then Waldo's like, Yes, land of the future, where many of the things in their future are now in the past. And he just <laughs> the way he says that some of the stuff is so matter of fact, like it's got like its own kind of comedic yeah. timing to it. It's, it's like, you know. <laughs> you know, you, of course. You get it. <laughs> We're all aware. Uh, Wolf uh, sees a robot dog in the window. I want to say something about Wolf. Okay. He wears glasses like Waldo. Yes. And I, I was looking at him and I realized real dogs don't wear glasses. And I got sad. <laughs> like, what if a like do dogs not need glasses, or do dogs need glasses, and we don't have glasses for dogs? Mel, I have, I have good news. I'm pretty sure dogs sometimes wear glasses. <laughs> do you want me to double check? Like sunglasses for fun or for like to help them see? Do dogs wear? I'm googling dogs and glasses and it's all like clip art where a dog's supposed to be a nerd oh here we go here's an article from uh, the cut humans aren't the only animals who need glasses here's a delightful fact to help you make it through today thank you there's a company called doggles that makes prescription eyeglasses for dogs and cats yeah that's what I, that's what I was thinking about was like weird goggles that sit on their head Oh, thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank God. Okay. I mean, I'm, like, I, I, I'm sad to know that a, a dog can also have problems with its eyes, but I'm happy to know that somebody out there is working on it. There are <laughs> dog glasses. Look, the arm of the glasses almost looks like a bone. Dogs love those. <laughs> oh, you can rest easy tonight, listeners. <laughs> But yeah, Wolf uh, finds a like robot dog that's kind of mimicking him in a robot diner. It's I say it's the future. Mm-hmm. Everything's robot. Assume it's a robot wherever we go today. Right. Have you seen the movie Robots? It's like that. This episode really made me want to watch the movie Robots, Mel. <laughs> the whole time I, I was thinking about Rodney Copperbottom or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have vivid memories of playing the robots, like, video game uh, for, like, I think the PS2 or something, where you would use the little, like, helper robot as a glider and stuff. But yeah, now I'm going to watch robots when we're done with this, probably, if not more Dress Up Darling. Okay. Okay, have fun. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they find themselves in Rosa's Diner, not Rose, but Rosa's. And then there's like a little, oh. uh, like, a waitress who's like, oh, I'm not Rosa. Rosa's not here anymore. I'm Taylor. <laughs> and Waldo's like, oh, it's. I think what she. Oh. I think she says her name is Tilly. And I thought that was based on like an old time cash register being called a till. Oh, that makes more sense than what YouTube captions gave me. I was like, oh, Taylor, that's <laughs> there's nice. A- there's also a joke about how the diner would not be uh, rated high by any culinary society, but it is rated four stars by popular mechanics. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but yeah, Wally's like, oh, it's very busy today. Is there a reason? 
And Tilly's like, oh yeah, the whole town is busy today for Intergalaxy President Gomez arriving today. <laughs> Which I love. Uh, I love it too. Yeah. Wally's food arrives. It's a Venus flytrap steak without fries. And at this point, Zaldo's like trying to like sneak up behind him and steal the cape. And then like a monster with like horns for ears trips over uh, Oddlaw slash Zaldo. And the plate in front of Wally like flips up by some Rube Goldberg of events and lands in Zaldo's face. And the the monster, like this like alien, like apologizes in like reverse speak, uh, but like very like gesticulating, like, oh, I'm very sorry, excuse me, kind of way. And Tilly calls out uh, robot like number nine. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll be out right away. And then he's just this little gleeful robot with like a square like rectangle body that has like a little like suit on it and just a little like screen face square head with little antenna mm-hmm. and he's just like the the most gleeful little like guy just happy to do his job happy to be cleaning happy to be talking to wally uh and da, 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 da. uh yeah wally is just really hitting it off two optimistic guys meeting and are just like like the energy is just climbing right there and instant best friends just, they even have matching dogs <laughs> exactly uh, uh an alarm sound starts to sound and tinny mm. says oh no and this is what my caption says oh no it's master trisha and i'm like oh like <laughs> i can't wait to meet trisha this is so nice no, this is uh, some sort of an authority figure named Master Trasher yes. who comes in with like a, a truck and it's this person's job to get rid of all obsolete robots. Yes. And he, he gets like alerted when a robot becomes obsolete. Yes. Yeah, he's got this like big round, like little like hover truck he drives with like a little like tiny uh What's that called? Sec- uh, sidecar. Uh, yeah. And yeah, Tilly like distracts him while Wally and Nine like make a run for Nine's car. And now this just like this episode is just now a chase sequence. And a little like gold suited alien with like two heads kind of like surfs in in front of Wally and Nine on like a little hoverboard. And Nine is like, hey, Brian, Brian. And I, and I love Brian, Brian. <laughs> but uh, Wally, or no, Nine makes a little show of fixing his hoverboard for him. He fixed uh, uh-huh. his dog earlier in the in the episode. And he just seems very, like, very uh, affluent at, like, taking little spare bolts off of himself and fixing other people. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're getting chased by Master Trasher. And they all pile into Nine's, like, old, like, beat-up car. I think Wally calls it a jalopy. Um, And Zaldo tries to, like, hop on top. Like, hop on pop. uh, Except he gets, like, flung off when the car, like, starts zooming away. And he lands in Trasher's, like, sidecar on his truck. And at first, he's he's like, oh, excuse me, I, I, I don't, I didn't want to be here. But I'm also after that guy. Maybe we can help each other out here. And Cherish is like, mm. you just stay out of my way and buckle up. 
And it's just like he said that very considerately. And don't forget to buckle up. It's it's not safe to drive. Be safe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is where we, uh, he says odd lot. I'm like odd lot. That's his name. Yep. Waldo and robot number nine and their respective dogs are running away from Master Trasher and they're going to go hide inside a car wash. And the narrator says he has no idea that robot number nine is hiding inside that car wash. And he says, ah, the car wash. (laughs) Hearing the narrator. Narrator says, whoops, me and my big mouth. Yeah, I I really like it when narrators interact with the show. Very like George of the Jungle style. Oh, my God. Up there on the mountaintop, George of the Jungle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, love love that little moment. And it's a good, it's a fun narrator. Um, while they're in the car wash, the car wash is like pampering the car that Wally and I are in. But it's also like robot hands reaching inside the car and like pampering them. Like Wally gets like a like a facial and like he gets like his hair brushed and like his glasses cleaned and stuff like that. And he's like, wow, full service. Uh, and as they come in, the same thing happens to Trasher and to Oddlaw. And Oddlaw like gets like scooped up by these hands and then tossed on the hood of Trasher's vehicle, and they end up crashing. And uh, Nine and Wally are able to make a clean getaway. Do you, do you, do you <laughs> like that? I saw that. <laughs> At some point, uh. <laughs> I, my notes became more scattered at this point, mm-hmm. but the narrator at one point says, bye everyone. Hope you enjoy the show. Whoops. Wrong page. Just in the middle of the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and later, uh, like they have to jump out of something. Uh, Waldo and, and robot number nine, mm-hmm. and they land safely. And you see this and the narrator says, and so they landed safely. I know you can see that for yourself, but if I go too long without narrating something, they're going to think I'm unnecessary. (laughs) At one point they have to go hide in um, a museum, a museum of things from the past. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we'll just take things off the exhibits and we'll fit right in. So (laughs) robot dogs wearing a Marie Antoinette wig. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they give nine, like the, like old clothes. Like he's got like a long, uh, green he looks he looks like bruno i'll just say he looks like bruno he's, he's yeah he, he's got a beard here he's, he's got a big hat but he's got the green cloak like bruno and and master trasher sees him and then he's trying to chase him through the museum and he finds a guy who looks like that and he's going to tear the beard off of him like aha you're robot number nine and he's like no i'm the slobovium ambassador i'm very offended yeah. <laughs> your hands off me uh yeah trasher ends up getting uh a a hold of nine's robo dog and like tricks nine like hey if you want to see your dog come to this part of the museum where i'll be waiting and he like walks a corner and then a cage falls onto him like very quickly uh nine calls out for wally and we get another where's wally bit uh easily easily found him this time what the narrator says for this one is did you find wally well, Harvard University offers classes on Wally finding. 
We could just play an audio track of everything the narrator says, and it could replace us, because that's all I'm doing over here. <laughs> I just wrote down what he says. It's, I mean, it's good jokes. Jim Cummings did a good job. Uh, he may not have written it, but I'm sure he improvised some of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, at some point, somebody like asks Wolf a question or like wants him to do something, and yes. Wolf barks for a long time. Bark, 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 bark. Something like that. Yeah. And then the narrator just says, translated into English, that means yes. <laughs> I love those jokes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wally asks Wolf to like sniff this loose screw he found that belonged to uh, number nine. And so they're able to track number nine to like the disassemblement plant. And while they're in there, nine is like strapped down to conveyor belt and trash is like at the lever. And a solar flare happens. And I really like this. Like to like animate a solar flare happening, they take ev- all the shadows and make them all stark black and white, like very like blocky background animations. Uh, and I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's, that's really nice. And this pretty much scares Trasher off. He throws the lever and uh, Wally and Woof and uh, it's just a robot dog. It doesn't get a name. It's just robot dog. Uh, appear on the scene just just too late wally oh oh i think he's um k9 oh clearly obviously literally k9 (laughs) so yeah k9 wolf and wally appear on the scene but they're too late they find the bits and pieces of nine and wally's like well this isn't too hard i'll just put him back together he was just disassembled i'll just reassemble him and, like, they are able to do a pretty good job, but, like, something's wrong. Like, he doesn't remember who he is. And he starts, like, acting like, oh, I remember who I am. I'm a vacuum cleaner. And he starts, like, sucking up, like, all the <laughs> dust and nuts and bolts. And I thought he was going to, like, suck up spare bolts and, like, they would, like, go into the right places. And his body's like, oh, I fixed myself. Uh, but yeah. But, no, the solar flare starts, like, I don't know what they think solar flares do in this situation. But they start, like... The whole place starts rumbling and like some debris falls on Nine's head. He's like, oh, you're Wally. I'm Nine. I know where we are now. Let's let's go. Yeah, the the solar flare is going to short out like all technology. And I guess it's why everything's rumbling around like so much of the infrastructure is based on machines. Yeah, it's everything's rumbling. Uh, but R9, the robot number nine is so old he's so obsolete that i guess he's like more mechanical and like the solar flares don't work on him yeah uh these are ultraviolet solar flares is what nine says yes and they only work on the fancy new tech but yeah what they do work on is ultra what is his name intergalaxy president gomez he's his spaceship intergalaxy president gomez intergalaxy president gomez is trying to land he's on a spaceship coming in for landing and he can't land because of this robot pilots going haywire so what does wally do he goes and he steals the biplane from the museum they were in earlier (laughs) and just flies that with like nine in the back flies it up to like where the wing is like next to like the door on the spaceship and nine just goes in hops in the pilot seat and lands the plane and we cut to like a like a celebration, like a ceremony. Not, yeah, Nine is a hero now, and Gomez is there, and he's <laughs> on a stage, and he's like, "This 
this boy is a hero and Trasher comes up and just tries to like pull him away like okay let's do this again you're under arrest still and Gomez is like what are you doing this boy's a hero he's allowed to have any job he wants which is a weird <laughs> capitalism prize <laughs> no what he's uh, like instead of saying like you are now unfit for work it's like you're fit for almost any kind of work like what do you want to do and what he says is you may have any job in the universe for which you are suited except president yeah <laughs> uh, and what robot number nine wants to be is he wants to go back and be a guide in that museum yeah and what does trasher get trasher gets a new job too he becomes trash man to clean up all the mess he made <laughs> which i think suits him Mm-hmm. And then again, they're like, oh, d- we got to thank Waldo. We couldn't have done this without Waldo. Where is he? <laughs> and yeah. They all, I think they all end like yeah. that based on our sample size of two yeah, we, that we have watched. We get another freeze frame, and I I, can't, I don't think I found Waldo this time. Uh, but yeah, that's how this episode ends again. We, we went through this pretty quick, but yeah, that's Where's Wally. This was fun. I, I think we were a bit hampered by not having the highest quality, clearest transfer to watch. Like, we couldn't spot as many of the, of the visual mm-hmm. bits, but very yeah. funny. We, we may have watched the show and took notes, but we lost all these games. We, we did not succeed. Right? This, <laughs> this is a show that we could have won at. <laughs> yes, uh, and we didn't. So there's prime rewatchability. I think there's like 13, yeah, there's 13 episodes, and most of them are on YouTube in the quality that you could find them in. Uh, I think the first or second play was I clicked was pretty good quality, which is what we got. But yeah, overall, like, it's a shame this only got 13 episodes. I can understand why, like, it's hard to... I mean, all kid shows are about is about merchandising and selling toys, whereas this already came from books. It's hard to sell books based on this, which is based on books. And... Sure, you can mm-hmm. buy like a Waldo action figure and stuff like that, but like, there's not much else to do there. Oh, um, hide him in your home, hide him in your family photos. Yeah, he could be anywhere. The Waldo's coming from inside the house. Right, forget Elf on the Shelf, Waldo. Anywhere, <laughs> Waldo, where he wants to be. <laughs> but yeah, overall, like I wish there was more of the show. The the mm-hmm. jokes, even though some of them are like very basic and very easy, are all timed very well, and like there's there's like a good surplus of them in every episode. So uh, I, I would I would highly recommend this show. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Normally, this will be the part of the show where we talk about what we're watching next week, where one of us would pick something. But next week we have a special guest on. Next week from the Hello Hyrule podcast. We're going to be having Pete on to talk about classic Toonami anime, Big O. Uh, Big O is something near and dear to both our hearts, and we're very excited for this episode. Yeah, an old favorite of ours, very formative. Very excited that somebody brought this show to us. I was stoked when Pete said that. Yeah, there's a poster of it hanging in my my room right now I'm looking at. Very, very good show. Yeah, tune in for that next time. We're excited to make it. Hope you guys are excited to hear it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to inquire like Pete did about being a guest on the show, 
if you'd like to give us suggestions on things to watch or movies to watch, you can send us an email, SaturdayNMOPod at gmail.com. You can tweet us or send us a DM on Twitter at SaturdayNMOPod. Uh, if you'd like to talk to me directly, I'm at Jamswell. But yeah, give us if you give us a five-star rating and review, anywhere online, anywhere you can leave a review, we would love it. It really helps people find the show. Wherever you're leaving that review, it really bumps up the rating. So if you decide to do that, one, that'd be wonderful and that really helps us. And two, if you take a picture of that or like a screenshot, send it to us. We'll read your review on the air. So yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, but for right now, Mel, where can they find you in other podcast lands? Do you find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit? That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And you can listen to me on several podcasts on the Whatnots. That's Whatnots spelled like astronauts. Every week I'm on the Review Show, a book club style media discussion show where we'll talk about a different movie or a season of a TV show or a couple volumes of a comic or an anime or a manga or an audio drama. It's something different every week. And every week I'm also on the Captain's Log, which is our nonsense off-topic chat show. I think by the time you've heard this, I'm trying, we record these so far in mm -hmm. advance uh, beyond what I do for the whatnot. So I'm trying to think ahead and give timely plugs. Hopefully by this time we've recorded our episode where we eat astronaut ice cream. <laughs> You're living your own future. Look letter. for these. Right. Uh, and the reactor core. This is a more sporadic feed. This we use for brand new media we want to talk about. So you can hear us reacting to Moon Knight every week. I think this is coming out after Multiverse of Madness is out. Obi-Wan, he'll be there too. <laughs> hear us. Hear us talk about them. Yeah, go check that out. Yeah, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to relax, kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Driver, take us to the nearest vamp with a prominent overbite. And don't spare the horses. At last, I've got it made. Almost done. Uh, like I always say, look. Half the fun is getting there. And like I always say, don't judge a driver by his carriage. You could say that again, wise guy. Awaken the children of the night. Time for din din. <laughs> A phenomenon of nature. The only mammals in the world that can fly. It's our lucky night, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs>